Hi everyone, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, I'm the author of the film review website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film that is really difficult to describe, at least not without giving some things away. So I encourage people who have an interest in this film to watch it for themselves. I will avoid any major spoilers in the review you're about to hear, but this definitely is a film that is best served when you don't know exactly what's going to happen next. And, well, even if I explain it to you, maybe you won't know what's going to happen next nonetheless. The film I'm talking about is called Annihilation. It is the latest film from writer-director Alex Garland. He scored a nice little hit in his previous film, his first film as a director, Ex Machina. This is a science fiction drama adventure. I don't know. It's really hard to describe. It's an R-rated film. It does have violence, bloody images, language, and some sexuality, and the runtime is an hour and 55 minutes. Natalie Portman is the main star. Oscar Isaac, Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, Tuva Novotny, Benedict Wong also appear in this film. As I mentioned, it's written and directed by Alex Garland. Here he's very loosely adapting uh, an acclaimed book by Jeff Vandermeer from his Southern Reach trilogy. And the first book has the same title, although Alex Garland says that he's not really intending to create sequels for Annihilation. He sees this as a standalone film, which was really conceived before the first book was ever published. He had the rights to it, so he said he's going to make his own film out of that material. And with Annihilation, he's continuing. This is the sophomore effort from Alex Garland at the helm and really putting together a string of challenging genre films that provokes as much thought as they try to entertain or to thrill or to scare or delight. It really is kind of a thinking man's sci-fi adventure. You can look at Alex Garland's previous work like Sunshine and 28 Days Later and those films really do make you think about humanity and a lot of psychological things going on underneath the surface of the genre films. Now, for fans of the Vandermeer work, the novel, perhaps this film is going to be a little bit of a disappointment in terms of making changes as most people who become fans of a book often do when they see the changes within the film. Although, that's kind of in keeping with the mutation theme of this story. Garland alters key elements of Vandermeer's story with his own ideas to the point where the film that he's made resembles the book in appearance, but is quite different underneath. And for others who may have read the book but are willing to indulge in another take on it, or for those people who've never read the book, the hypnotic Explorations that are contained within this film yield enough new thought-provoking ideas that will make the co-opting of the original story worth those mutations to ponder. Now, one of the first shots of this film is of a meteorite, at least we presume it is, crashing into a lighthouse near a national park that we presume is in Florida or some coastal U.S. area. And you flash forward a couple of years, Natalie Portman here starring as a medical school biology professor named Lena, who ends up leading a five-woman group of scientists for a top-secret government group to explore the Shimmer, which is a wall of oil-textured, multicolored light containing an area surrounding that lighthouse that the meteorite hit a couple of years before. It's very bizarre to behold, and that no one has survived entering, including members of the military and unmanned drones doing recon. They don't return either. 
And now one of the soldiers that was sent in to the Shimmer is Kane. Happens to be Lena's husband, who she met in her army days. He's been missing for an entire year after his squad has entered the Shimmer. Lena feels he's probably as dead as everything else that must enter that realm, but then he appears one day at the house, and he has no real knowledge of what he's experienced while he was within, other than he feels very ill and not quite like himself. As a scientist who studied mutation, Lena is very keenly interested in what happened to her husband, both in mind and his body, and what she might find behind the Shimmer that has altered him so much, and the environs behind it, as she seeks to get to the core of what is going on in that realm. Annihilation is visually captivating, especially in the eerie and ominous liquid soap effects that comprise the Shimmer. This film also is another example of using sound to deliver tension and frights just as horrifying as those visuals that accompany them. The area of the Shimmer is not only peppered with a lot of strange pastel discolorations and depictions of mutations, but the pervasive sound design is also persistently giving the effect of an area that's perpetually growing and expanding and, and mutating. Accompanying the eerie score and the otherworldly effects is the recurring use of the Crosby, Stills, and Nash song, Helplessly Hoping. You'll find that very haunting throughout, but also very apropos to some of the tones of the film. And it's about as down-home earthly a tune as one can get to accompany events that are shuttled in from the Twilight Zone. So it's a weird little juxtaposition of song to movie. Now, this is not a complicated premise, but it does find a lot of complex wrinkles within the simplistic storyline and from which Garland is determined to explore with great gusto. The ratcheting up of tension causes paranoia and the questioning of sanity among the group, including infighting and a lack of trust in one another, such that many viewers are going to be reminded at times of movies like John Carpenter's The Thing, including a scene in which the women are being tested while strapped to chairs. It also strikes at the fear that we all share as humans of being something other than what we are, whether through a real-world scenario, such as a disease that may alter our physical or mental health, or in something alien or fantastical that alters our cells and DNA as we experience ourselves, not quite feeling ourselves over a slow period of time. There's this uncanny beauty and also a terrifying horror to the mutations that are found within the Shimmer as most people tend to find change unsettling in general and much more so when they're within a realm in which everything is constantly changing due to shifting DNA and such. Dabbling into this notion that things we formerly knew are now uncertain and people that we felt we were connected to are now unknown. Indeed, much of the meaning of the film is going to be left in the mind of the viewer, although there's little doubt that Garland definitely has a concerted angle and a message in mind. In fact, he said some of the things that this film is about, I won't really reveal them here because I think that part of the enjoyment of watching Annihilation is trying to piece together what it's really all about for yourself. So reference to one's own mutations and changes when encountering diseases like cancer extend into the external world, and it asks us, how we might react if a portion of the earth were to become so-called infected with a force that seeks to replicate healthy cells with ones that will result in perhaps human undoing. And what we see within the shimmer are mutations, both fascinating and grotesque, and it pushes forward unsettling, frightening images of fauna and flora that don't quite resemble 100% that which we've once known. It's, this film really taps into that feeling of that uncanny valley of being repulsed by something that looks 
ever so much like something that you recognize, but it's not quite. And you reel in revulsion at that moment where you discover that what you're seeing is not exactly what you're experiencing a moment later. This is also a subgenre of science fiction, one where the human nemesis is undefined and not really embodied in a particular physical entity. There are other films that speak to alien invasions by forces that aren't really humanoid or even very specific in appearance. This one works on a more cellular level rather than providing an obvious and mortal target to fight against. And, you know, we see this kind of thing in films like Invasion of the Body Snatchers or The Andromeda Strain. We've observed these fearsome tales in which elements that force biological changes within us could prove our undoing. But Annihilation goes into much more of a philosophical area. It questions whether this is inherently evil or something that we should accept as another aspect of the ever-evolving universe that we are trying to understand. And also like those kinds of sci-fi films, Annihilation is another reminder that life as we know it is a fragile existence. It's subject to extinction, whether by our own poor decisions, you know, we have nuclear annihilation or a lack of care to the environment that may cause our undoing one day, new and deadly viral strains that erupt, or by forces that we don't understand that may come out of the vast unknown of the universe intruding onto Earth one day, perhaps. Annihilation is unsettling, and Alex Garland alternates between not explaining enough in some cases to fully follow the film and know exactly what's going on, and then perhaps in other areas, maybe he's explaining a little too much, and some people will feel some of the discussions in the early part of the film are really what the film's ultimately about and come to a lot of conclusions before the end. I won't necessarily say that it really provides enough of that such that you won't really formulate your own narratives in your mind as it plays out. I think this is a film that has a lot of layers. Flashbacks to Lena's prior relationship with her husband as well as a colleague. This fosters a sense of guilt that drives her resolve to find out answers and to try to rectify the situation, but they're also among the least interesting elements of a story that sometimes works better in its perplexing moments without the accompaniment of that narrative. More interesting for us in the audience is to see how these characters react to persistent change and also in observing whether they determine to either combat that change as an enemy or to hide from it as if it were a nightmare or perhaps try to understand it as a scientific phenomenon or ultimately to embrace it with open arms as a completely natural occurrence. And so too does this film ask us in step to react in our own views of what we're seeing transform before our eyes. This is a freak show of a film, to be sure, but it's also one that scratches at uncomfortable itches that will linger with you for a long time after the credits roll. This is a borderline call for me. I know a lot of people are very high on this film. Some people actually think it's really not that great either. So I'm kind of in between those two camps. I really do feel like this is a film that will ultimately reap more rewards on a repeat viewing. But since I've only seen it once, and it's a borderline between a three and a three and a half star movie for me, on a first time watch, my rule of thumb is to give it the lower of the two grades. And I could also raise it if it stands up to that repeat viewing, I think will reap those rewards down the road to a three and a half. But for now, I'm going to give three stars out of four to Annihilation. Three stars out of four on my scale means that this is a worthwhile film if 
this material sounds of interest to you. If you like films where the answers are not readily explained to you, you like these bizarre trips into the Twilight Zone, including some grotesque body horror and other things that may disturb you, and if you like to be a little bit disturbed and feel something like that throughout the course of a movie, it's very effective in that regard. I do think this is definitely a worthwhile film for you. But I do concede it's also not for everyone. I swear, if I wholeheartedly recommended it to everyone I know, I would get a few people who probably would stop speaking with me. It's that kind of movie. But I do think if you're game for adventure, it's definitely going to provide. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click that subscribe button as you'll continue to get my takes on films that are out in theaters as we go along. If you want some of older films in podcast form, I also do a companion podcast to this called Around the World in 80s Movies. Any place where you're listening to this now, do a search for it and you'll probably find it, Around the World in 80s Movies. That's a weekly podcast in which I look at a film that came out during that glorious decade in which I formulated my opinions on movies. If you want to write to me, you can give me your own explanation as to what you think Annihilation is about and why you perhaps think it's one of the better films you've seen recently or perhaps one of the biggest wastes of time. I'm always interested in hearing what my listeners think. You can find my contact information at my website, qwipster.net is where to go. 